So I heard a story about two friends that love baseball, John and Ned. One day, Ned passed away. John was really sad until one day he had heard someone calling his name. He looked up to the sky and saw Ned standing on a cloud. John was so happy. He asked Ned what he wanted. Ned called down to him, John, I have good news and bad news. Well, tell me, said John. The good news is there is baseball in heaven. Great, said John. What's the bad news? You're pitching next Sunday. <laughs> Today's a message about focusing on the good. The verses we just read are among some of the most positive and encouraging scriptures in the entire Bible. Once again, chapter 4, verse 8 of Philippians says, Whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. A famous, commentator, a famous commentator once said that there is a reason why self-help books are so popular. Authors make millions of dollars finding ways for people to stay positive and motivated. He went on to say that nobody writes books to tell us about how to be pessimistic. We got that figured out pretty well ourselves. A negative disposition seems to be our natural state, and yet that seems to be the opposite of what we would expect as Christians, because we know that the God who created us is good. So he doesn't want us focusing on bad things. He think that we'd be focused on the good things all the time. We'd be positive. We'd be encouraged. We'd be encouraging others. He wants us to focus on good things. Having pure hearts and right minds should be easy for us. But the Apostle Paul wrote in Romans 1.28 that just as people did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what ought not to be done. So it's because of mankind rebelling against God that it is so difficult to think about good things. We are easily distracted and consumed of the evil in the world. All you have to do is turn on the news. The other day I heard this from somebody. It was just pretty wonderful. Uh, the person said, I've got some bad news. The person they were talking to said, well, you might as well just said, I've got some news. It's all bad. <laughs> that sounds about right. I think about when I hear the news in the cafeteria. Just one thing after another. Just bad things that are happening. When we complain, gossip, find faults with others, and in our circumstances, we allow Satan to have a stronghold in our lives, and it often results in complacency. As the old saying goes, if you complain, you remain. Well, America was taken by storm this past Tuesday evening. As Zanesville, Ohio native Jane Marzuski 
debuted on America's Got Talent. Very big deal, pretty incredible. This small town girl was on this show, America's Got Talent. And she sang a song titled, It's Okay. It was a song about her past year where she was diagnosed with cancer in her lungs, spine, and liver. Her chances of survival, 2%, 2%. Nonetheless, she got on stage, sang her song, and inspired everyone who listened, and even put the hard-hearted stone wall of a man, Simon Cowell, from America, uh, American Idol fame, into tears. Her message, you can't wait until life isn't hard anymore before you decide to be happy. Powerful words, powerful words. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope in a future. And why did Jeremiah write these words? Well, the Jewish people were about to go through a really hard time. After having departed from the ways of the Lord, they were sentenced by God to be sent into captivity into Babylon. Now, Babylon was a bad place. The Jews would be considered less than second-class citizens. The values of the people of Babylon were wicked, and they worshipped a plethora of pagan gods. You can read about how Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were forced into a furnace for not bowing to an idol. Daniel was thrown into a lion's den for not bowing, uh, for, for praying to God. Esther had to intercede on behalf of her people because Haman had tricked the king into signing a law that would allow him to hunt down the Jewish people. Babylon was a dangerous place. Even so, God wanted his people to prosper there. His command to the Israelites can be found in Jeremiah 29, 5-7, as to how they were supposed to live while they were living in Babylon. He said to them, Build houses and settle down. Plant gardens and eat what they produce. Marry and have sons and daughters. Find wives for your sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. Increase in number there. Do not decrease. Also, seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. Jeremiah 29, 11 then is a culmination of all these words, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. And what God promised to the Jewish people was that when they returned to him, he will bring them back. He would bring them back to their homeland. With such a promise in mind, we have every reason to set our minds on what is good. Philippians provides quite a list of what we should set our minds on, on what is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, and praiseworthy. Notice these are not specific things 
to set our minds on. Rather, they are the characteristics of what we are to set our minds on. And that's probably because there's an awful lot that we could be thinking about. But we need to see them the right way. Titus chapter 1, verse 15 says, To the pure, all things are pure. But to those who are corrupted and do not believe, nothing is pure. In fact, both their minds and consciences are corrupted. So the scripture is telling us that someone who believes in Jesus can look at anything and find the good in it. You can see God working through all circumstances. Let me tell you about a man named Brian Jarrett. When he was a boy, his father was absent all the time, constantly running off with no explanation, barely ever saw him, until one day when his father left home, he was gone for good, and they never saw him again. And this opened him up to all sorts of abuse. During his teenage years, he took up drinking to drown away his sorrows because he just couldn't deal with the pain of life and everything he had been through. One day, something really good happened. Jesus stepped into his life. He saw good things begin to happen. He began to work with the youth who had been through similar circumstances themselves and was able to share his story with thousands and thousands of young people. He and his wife became so passionate about this ministry that they founded Lonesome Dove Ranch in 2015. Since then, they have continued serving thousands of children every year who also experience circumstances like his. His circumstances were dark. He could have stopped where he had sorrow and remained defeated for the rest of his life. But Brian decided to focus on what is good because God is always good. Just like Brian, sometimes you may feel like you're in Babylon, but God is preparing greater things for you and for me. Remember, the cross was both the worst evil and the greatest good in all of history. What condemned the king of glory brought glory to we, the condemned. That's God's goodness at work. Let us focus on that today. Please join me in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, you are good. You're a God that does wonderful things. We're in a world that's filled with all sorts of evil. And so many people go through experiences in their lives that are hard, that are challenging, that are discouraging, that are harmful, that are despicable. And yet, Lord, when your son steps into our life and we submit to him as our Lord and Savior, you're able to take this human brokenness and build it into something wonderful. You teach us how to use our circumstances to relate to others who have struggled in the same way and teach them through the power of your Holy Spirit 
how to overcome these things, and how to help others who are struggling in a like way. Father God, we're so blessed to have you as our Father, to have you as our teacher, and we're so blessed to have Jesus as our example. We praise you, we thank you, in Jesus' name, amen.